if you could add one day to your life for every, every minute that you have spent worrying, how much longer would you live? <laughs> Worry seems like such a natural thing to do, doesn't it? It's, it's something that you struggle. At least I do sometimes. Well, a lot of times. I struggle not to do. Sometimes it seems to be my default emotion. So today we want to talk about worry and what Jesus says about it, what the Bible says about it, and what alternatives God offers us to worry. Stay tuned to today's episode and thank you for joining us at the Encouragement Outpost podcast. You're listening to the Encouragement Outpost podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer. We've been talking in this series about messy emotions and how to overcome them. If you are a human being, then you have messy emotions. And because of sin, all of us have struggles in one way or another with anger or anxiety or depression or whatever. But God has a solution for all of them. That's not to say that the solution is easily gained, um, but it's there and it's available for us. And I think that it's important for us to recognize that we're all works in progress. We are all learning how to worry less, how to be less angry, how to be more secure, all of that. And this is a journey that we're on. It's not that we are going to become perfect. That doesn't happen to any of us. But growth is the important thing. And so today we want to talk about the messy emotion of worry, anxiety. We worry sometimes when we can't control the outcome. We worry when things are uncertain and we feel vulnerable, don't we? And as human beings who do not have all the power, we are always vulnerable to some degree. Maybe we worry about our children, how they're going to turn out. We worry about our finances. We worry about our health, our aging parents. We worry about our marriages. We worry about our job security. We worry about all kinds of things, any area of our lives where we do not have complete control. And really, control is an illusion. (laughs) Have you discovered that yet? Have you discovered that we really don't have a whole lot of control over a whole lot of things? But the good thing, my friend, be of good cheer. We do know the one who is in control of everything. And he, God himself, has said for us not to worry. Jesus spoke about worry because he knew and knows that that is something that is common to man. If you are a human being, then there's going to be something to worry about. So what did Jesus have to say about this particular messy emotion? In Matthew chapter 6, Starting in verse 25, Jesus says, For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious 
for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Jesus gives us a very interesting perspective here because sometimes we are in survival mode. Our, our attentions and our energies are focused on making a living, getting, getting food and clothing. But Jesus is saying that there's more to life than that. And the thing that I love about this is that in verse 33, he says, seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. What things? food, clothing, shelter will be added unto you. In other words, our focus, our worries are not to be on how our needs will be met because he himself has promised that if we will devote our energies to his kingdom, he will take care of those basic needs and necessities. And I've seen that to be true in my own life, my friend, where God has said, you do not worry about this. I know you're concerned about that. And you know, there are some things that we as women, I feel have more concern about maybe than, than men do. Security is important to us. Financial security is very important to us. And so to, you know, to not have that taken care of is cause for great anxiety and it can become an obsession. It can become something that, that we're, we're con that we're consumed with. But God says, no, no. He says, if you, if you will focus on my kingdom and my righteousness, if you focus on what I, what I deem as an, as, as top priority, then those other things will be taken care of. He's got your back regarding that. So let's go back to the next verse after verse 25, verse 26 and Matthew six, he says, look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Notice he said much more. Friend, God loves you more than he loves the birds of the air. He cares for you. He cares about you. He knows what you need. And he stands ready to take care of you. Verse 27, and which of you by being anxious can add a single cubit to his lifespan? In other words, how are you going, what good does, does worry do? Have you ever worried a bill paid? Have you ever gotten well because you worried your, your sick self well? Have you ever worried money into the bank? No. Worry is one of the biggest wastes, wasteful pastimes that we as human beings indulge in because it does not accomplish anything. Jesus goes on to say, and why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. In other words, they're not making their own clothes. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory, do you know who Solomon is? Solomon was the richest man who ever lived in the Old Testament. God made him a king and man did he have wealth. But God is comparing 
the lilies of the field to all that Solomon had. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays or clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more? There's that again, those two words together, much more do so for you, O men of little faith. In other words, God's like, I love you more than I love the plants. I love you more than I love the birds. Don't think that I'm going to take care of them and not take care of you. Sometimes you have to you have to talk to yourself. I think I may have said this before. You have to have your give yourself a good talking to. You have to say, "Why am I worried?" and remind yourself of the truth. Because fear and 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 anxiety and worry have a very vivid imagination. And they paint an inaccurate picture. They, they love to do worst case scenarios. Now, that's not to say we're not to be responsible. That's not to say we don't go to work. That's, that's not to say we're not, we, don't, we don't budget. That, that's, not, that's not what that means. But to worry about your provision is not going to help at all. And I love the, the intimacy behind that idea is that you don't have to worry because he loves you and he wants to take care of you. He wants to provide for you. Now, uh, this is just as an aside, you know, there's a whole lot in our country that we consider necessities that really are just luxuries. Scripture says that if we have food and clothing, let us be content And sometimes our worries are not about basic needs. They're worries about our greeds. We're worried that we're not going to get the over and above. But God has said that he will meet our needs and that we'll be to be content with what he has. And not being preoccupied with wealth and those kinds of things frees us up to be kingdom minded to be thinking about the things that are important to God instead of being preoccupied with extravagance or having more than than what you need. Peter also had something to say about worry. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 says let me find it. I can quote it, but I want to read it still. <laughs> First Peter chapter five and verse seven reads as follows. It says, casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. There's that intimacy again. There's that personal touch. The God of the universe cares for you. The very one who created you, who created the planet and the stars and outer space and the macro world and the micro world cares for you. So what room does worry have in your heart? 
it's like a it's like an uninvited guest. It's it's something that has no business being there. I remember one day coming home and just having coming home from work years ago and having this knot in my chest. It was like a physical, I could feel it, almost feel it in my chest. I was so worried about so many things. And I remember sitting down and remembering the verse that I that I tackle in depth in my book, The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions. I tackle Philippians 4, 6 and 7, where I say, uh, where I pack up what, what, what scripture says, I'm sorry, what, what scripture says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And I thought, okay, I've thought about things, but I've not prayed about things. I run things over in my mind. I've sighed and I've whined and I've pined about it, but I have not prayed. So I remember sitting in the dark that day and just pouring out my heart to God and just itemizing every single thing that was bugging me. Every little part of that knot that was in my chest, I just poured my heart out to God. And I remember having that peace afterwards. And I was like, wow, this is wonderful. And that is the thing that our caring God wants us to have. Instead of anxiety, instead of worry, he wants us to have peace. But you know what? You're not going to have peace if you don't trust the peace giver. Oftentimes, that's where the rubber meets the road. Sometimes we go, yeah, 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 I know God says he's going to take care of me. But we don't believe that because in all likelihood, we've forgotten the personalness of God. We've, we've forgotten the intimacy. We've forgotten the relationship part of God. It would be like having a child crying and being worried that you're not going to feed him or her. What? Of course I'm going to feed you. Why are you crying? Why are you worried? Why are you not sleeping? Because of the anxiety. Of course I'm going to feed you because you're mine and I love you. And the Father, God the Father has said that he loves you and he will meet your needs. And he does not desire that you, his daughter or, your, or his son, be full of anxiety and be full of worry. So whenever you are tempted to worry, pause, breathe, pray, hurl all of your anxieties upon the capable shoulders of God himself and experience his peace instead. The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions is my book that I wrote and It tackles eight messy emotions, one of which is worry. I hope that you'll get a copy today because I do not deal with everything on the podcast that I, in the same way and in the same depth that I deal with it in the book. Many people who've read it said that it really did encourage them and strengthen them and help them. I even had one person who said that she's going to go back and read it again because it's one of those things. Those, those things that she realizes she needs. It's a maintenance type of thing. You know, it's like the bathroom. You don't clean the bathroom one time and never go back and clean it again. Sometimes we need to do an emotional detox. <laughs> Sometimes we need to go through 
with God himself and look at each of those emotions and see if they are ruling and reigning in our hearts or if the truth is doing that. So if you're interested in getting a copy, I encourage you to go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com, type in messy emotions and get your copy sent to you today. It also makes a great gift for a person who may be going through a hard time. It's great for a person who may be suffering a divorce, someone who um, has just had life kind of blindside them. Uh, Maybe they're under a lot of stress, maybe a lot of pressure, maybe they're discouraged. Maybe they're just having some emotional problems, or maybe they just need a little pick me up. So I hope that you will encourage, I will hope that you will, you will be encouraged to purchase a copy to send to them. Maybe tuck a little card or something in it too, and write a sweet note. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Thank you so much, my friend, for your time and attention today. And I hope you'll join me next time on the Encouragement Outpost podcast.